Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through our examination of the Gospel of Matthew. In the previous episode, we had just finished the fourth chapter, so let me remind you what's going on there. Remember, in the fourth chapter, verse 23, it said that Jesus was going throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. So what was Jesus doing? Well, first of all, and overarching over everything, was he was going. Okay? He was going forth, and he was going forth through all of Galilee. Then he was doing three things. He was teaching in their synagogues. That's always an intriguing phrase to me. In their synagogues, in their church buildings. He was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. So you see he's teaching. He's teaching in the synagogues. What would he have been teaching in the synagogue? He would have been teaching the word of God. He would have been teaching the Old Testament, the word that they had. So he's teaching that. And he's proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. He's using the teaching from the Old Testament to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. He's using that to support. Then the third thing, he's healing. He's healing every kind of disease. Well, what kind of disease? What kind of sicknesses? Well, the next couple of verses tell us. Those suffering from pains, demoniac, epileptics, paralytics, he healed them all. Okay, Whoever was brought before him, he healed them all. So that's the context. The next verse is the fifth chapter. So the fifth chapter, verse 1, says this. When Jesus saw the crowds. So what was going on around Jesus? There were crowds. Now, I dare say that most of us know what Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 is called. We know what it's about, perhaps. I think we're going to see even more. And I mean a lot more. Just in a slow reading of it. This is the Sermon on the Mount. You ever heard that phrase? Okay. When Jesus saw the crowds, we had big crowds running. He went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. So who's there? You got the big crowd. Okay. You got all these people that are gathered around him. They're coming. He sees it. He goes up to a mountain. <coughs> well, why up to a mountain? Well, it's a good place to proclaim from. Now, what's going to be interesting, and one of the other gospels has an account of a time when Jesus does this, and people think it's the same thing. And it's not exactly because it says that Jesus was on a plane, not an airplane, a flat area of land. <laughs> a plane, okay? A plane. He's teaching a lot of the same stuff and similar things. Sometimes we forget that. We think what well, Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, he only spoke this one time, and that was it. No, he was preaching what? proclaiming the kingdom. He was teaching in their synagogues the word of God. So he would have been saying the same thing quite often over and over, going from town to town, saying this same thing. So he goes up on the mountain and he sat down. When he sat down, his disciples came to him. Okay, who are the disciples? What does the word disciple mean? We've talked about this a good bit. A disciple simply means one who's a learner. One who is learning. And so you have to see what the context is. Okay, And we don't quite know enough yet. Okay, In the first verse, we see that there's crowds. When Jesus saw the crowds, he goes up on the mountain, he sits down, and his disciples come to him, those that are learning from him. So you say, well, I thought the disciples were the 12. Often the 12 are referred to as the disciples. 
So you look to see what the context is. There's other times that it talks about disciples, and it's not just the 12. There's times when we see disciples, and they hear certain things. Remember what that was? When Jesus said, you have to uh, drink my blood, and you have to eat my flesh, then it says that the disciples began to leave him. He had learners who were leaving him. They had learned enough. They said, I can't go any more than that. That's it. I don't believe it's anymore, and they left. So here his disciples came to him. Verse 2, he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying. So let me stop right there. A lot of times we have just these little throwaway kind of things in our mind. Folks, every word is so important. Just ask God to give you understanding, revelation, illumination, enlightenment, all those things. Just ask the Lord, not for the sake to where you can say, well, I have all knowledge about this. No, 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 no. But for where we, we will be open to what he's saying to us. I was struck this time. Well, this verse, it says, he opened his mouth and began to teach. Okay. But why say he opened his mouth? Are, are you going to be able to speak it any other way? Are you going to mumble, mumble, mumble like that with your lips closed? It sort of makes sense that he opened his mouth. But then I began to think, wait a minute. You know, you sort of see that phrase here and there. Listen to this. Okay. In Matthew chapter 13, 35, we'll see this later. Boy, this is a profound passage right here. It says this. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. <coughs> I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. So Matthew 13 is when Jesus uh, gives them a parable. Later on, here in verse 35, the disciples are going, hey, can you tell us what that means? Can you interpret it? And, he's, and then they finally ask, why are you talking this way? Why are you talking in parables? And Jesus quotes a prophetic passage here. Okay, He quotes from the Old Testament. It says that I will open my mouth in parables. So it was prophesied that this phraseology would be used, even the word, that I will open my mouth. What there's even more. Listen to what happens in Acts 8.35. It says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began from this scripture, and he preached Jesus to him. This is the account with the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip wakes up one day, and he feels like God's told him to go down, and he did. He told him to go down to the desert road in the Gaza, the Gaza Strip, the same Gaza Strip we have today, folks. Philip gets up, he goes down there, and he counters an Ethiopian eunuch. Really, he was a high, high, high uh, official of Ethiopia, representative of the queen. And so uh, this guy was reading from Isaiah, from the Scripture, and didn't understand what was going on. And Philip goes up and says, do you understand what's going on? He says, how can I unless I have somebody to teach me? Then Philip opened his mouth and began from this Scripture. He preached Jesus to him. Beginning from that scripture, he preached Jesus. Folks, that's what I want us to hear more than anything today. That open your mouth and preach Jesus. It's said of Jesus right here that he opened his mouth and he began to speak. Too often we walk in fear because we think, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Open your mouth in faith and see what the Lord says. Listen, what happened. So Philip encountered that. Acts 10, verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. Notice Peter himself. Peter, he of foot and mouth disease, opened his mouth and spoke 
forth the truth. But wait, there's more. Acts 18, verse 14. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galileo said to the Jews. So Paul was about to give a defense and about to give some understanding, and this guy started talking. But all three of these, as well as Jesus, you see this picture of them opening their mouth. They opened their mouth, and the word came out. Jesus actually promised that to, to the 12, to his disciples. He says, you know, when you get hauled before the kings and the princesses and the powers that be and all that, don't worry, don't fret about what you're going to say. In that time, in that day, I will speak through you. Now, do we have a responsibility to take in the word of the Lord? Oh, yeah. Do we have a responsibility to speak within the power of the Spirit and let the Spirit lead us rather than the flesh? Oh, yeah, 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 we do. But, folks, most of us will not even open our mouths because we function in fear rather than in faith. We worry more about what somebody will think about us than what the most high God will think about us. We worry more about what we may be required to do rather than walking in obedience to what the Lord is calling us to do. So folks, open your mouth today and see what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.